Hello, welcome to episode 16 of Stick to Sports, a barely sports-related podcast. I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. Sean Gentile from Sporting News. And this week, there is actual sports to talk about on like a number of fronts, not just the Olympics, although there's uh, plenty to talk about there as well. Um, but the, uh, a thing that I, I've been kind of following loosely uh, is Ichiro reaching 3,000 hits finally and A-Rod retiring. Um, I, th- these are like the last great baseball players of when I stopped watching baseball. So like they still have kind of like a special place in my heart. Um, mm-hmm. And like I wouldn't have guessed, for example, that Ichiro was still playing. Because that guy's going to be like 43 years old. Did you actually not know that? Um, yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess I realized it like before this week when, you know, people were talking about it a little bit uh, all season, like he's going to break the record or whatever. So you really are that far out on baseball where like you were unaware that he was still playing. Yeah, I couldn't tell you um, anybody who was on a Major League Baseball All-Star team this year. Wow. Literally nobody? Well, I mean, I could, I guess I could make guesses. Like, I bet David Ortiz was. Yes. Hey, but that's only because I, I see all these, well, like, I'm from Boston, and I see all these headlines. Like, you know, um, he's 48 years old, and he's still... <laughs> he's you still, should know a little bit more about baseball than that. I don't, I don't disagree with you, honestly. Like, because here's the thing. So I went to, a, like, a Cape League game for the first time in my life this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a thing that me and my old roommate who, uh, is from the Cape had been talking about like, Oh, we should go to a Cape league game for a while. And we just never did. And then on Saturday I was like, screw it, man. The Cape league playoffs are happening. I'm going to go. And I had a great time. I enjoy watching a baseball game at a baseball game. Um, but yeah, I just... But that doesn't help you have any idea who, like, Mike Trout is. Oh, like, I definitely know who Mike Trout is. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, like, you know who... But, like, like I... You know, you know that he's, like, you know, you know who Bryce Harper is and stuff yeah, like that, Yeah, for right? sure. Um, and what's the pitcher's name from the Nationals? Steven Strasburg? Is that a guy? Yep, I that's a guy. Um, yeah, so, like, I have certainly heard of baseball players, but, like... Unless they're exceptionally great, I couldn't tell you who is, you know, who's any different from, you know, just your average, like, third guy, utility infielder, yeah, third fair. guy off the bench. So Noted. But, yeah, like, I, I'm a little bummed about A-Rod, mostly. Um, you, you know, one of the great baseball players of this era. He's, I think I read that he's not even going to get to 700 home runs. He's not. He's he's four away. It's really amazing, like how badly the Yankees just wanted him to go away. Yeah, like, like that's the thing his I don't hand. understand. They're in reading about this, like they're shitty, right? I mean, I guess so. Those they like they they're not going to make the playoffs or anything. Hmm. Like they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They, or anything? Oh. Oh. Yeah. You mean the the, the caliber of their team? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. 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 They stink. Yeah. Okay. So. Like, why not just let him have the extra... Bat him every goddamn day. Bat him ninth every day. Who cares? Yeah. Like, let, I, let him hit four goddamn home runs. Like, he didn't... 
he didn't run over Hal Steinbrenner's kid, right? Like, well, just, you don't you don't know that. I guess that's true. I don't know that. I think they stopped just short of accusing him of that a, a few years ago. When, yeah, when they it, they I do remember that blow up for sure. Um, but yeah, like this is amazing to me. Like this is one of the the game's all time greats, kind of getting railroaded out of the sport. Yeah, like I I have. It's weird. I, I the way I feel about A Rod is similar to the way I feel about Barry Bonds. It's like there's not enough of a middle ground with him. Like he acted like an asshole for many, many, many years. Yes, absolutely. Uh, on a to to a degree that not many people can touch. So yeah, I agree with that as well. It's tough. It's tough for me to feel bad for him, but at the same time, like yeah, recognizing that. I mean the the Yankees the Yankees are doing them dirty for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like I, I like I personally don't care. I I don't care if Alex enough. Rodriguez is happy. Like it doesn't matter yeah, to me. Yeah, no. I I don't think of it as like him being happy or being fulfilled as a professional or whatever. Like he made 700 million dollars in his career right, or whatever exactly. it was. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter to me that like he's going to be sad about it. I just think like in the history of the game, like when if we look back at this like twenty five years from now, people are going to be like, it "Was really shitty." Yeah, I, I'm all for voting. You know, I steroid guys are going to have to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm not like, I'm not some absolutist with that at all. But like, ah oh man, like I like, he's so. He well, set himself. He set himself apart so drastically. Yeah, with, he's a, he's a with weirdo. how fervently he lied and and how yeah how relentless he was with it. Like at some point, that does need to matter. No, I don't. Like, I don't disagree and, with that. And I think and and I think that that uh, this might maybe it's a straw man, but I, I think that gets lost a little bit too often. Like you should sort of be pissed off whenever guys went above and beyond just garden variety level, you know, cheating. And I, I, I think he's, I think he's in that class. So like, yeah, like tough titty. He, he, he doesn't get a run at 700 homers. Like I really don't care. Yeah. Again, like, well, the other thing, the, the other thing to, to compare it to Barry Bonds again. Well, like, wait, and, and, and because you, and you say that, that this is like an unprecedented way of, of treating an all-time great, and that's—I don't that's, know that it's unprecedented. It's—it's it's not standard, certainly. It's certainly not standard. But right. like nothing he has done is standard in any way. Like right. he's had a career that's already uh, apart from everybody else in, in, in a lot of negative ways. Weirdness, and, but also it's greatness. Like you know, uh, different eras or whatever. But like nobody was like, "Hey, you know who was a piece of shit?" Was Ty Cobb? Get out of baseball, Ty Cobb. You know, like A Rod's proof, though, to me that like if you hang around long enough, people are going to start to like you. Like it's it's remarkable to me that that especially given you know the prevailing sort of opinion of him ten years ago. Sure, it's 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 amazing to me that that the prevailing sort of uh, sentiment surrounding him leaving is like anything short of just total contempt. Right. Because he was despised, and, he was. and it, and it he was, definitely and, was, and not just and not just for the steroid thing, but just for the way well, that he the, acted. Uh, ten years and, like, ago, it was even before the steroid thing. Oh, well, the, I mean, oh, sure, he, but the like, idea that like he was a mercenary or whatever, where he signed with it, because you know, I remember all this kind of vaguely, but like he was 
on the Rangers, and the Rangers agreed to trade him to the Red Sox for Manny Ramirez, but the extension that the Red Sox gave him didn't go through with Major League Baseball or something. Yeah, there was there and, was, and so he, he ended was up very he was very Yankees. close to being a Red Sox, and, yes. it, and it was and it was ultimately his his decision. But he uh, but he the, signed off on it first, I believe. I, I believe that he said yes to going to the Red Sox, and then like. Major League Base. I mean, this stuff. Right. Yeah, really and he, he eventually, like, what? Aside from the paperwork stuff, like, he eventually had second thoughts. Like, like if he really wanted to play for the Red Sox, he, he could have. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but anyway, like, on the other hand, to 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 counter the if you hang around long enough argument, Barry Bonds was old but still great when he, you know, couldn't get re-upped by literally anybody. Like. The Devil Rays could have given him a, a league minimum. He said he would play for a league minimum. Oh yeah, contract. no, I, I not necessarily as, as a player, but like it, it is funny to see the reaction to Bonds. You know, cause obviously he's the Marlins hitting coach now, and he there's such a there's a huge portion that it's like oh everything everything Barry does is great, and like and and I and I don't even totally disagree with it because he's just. Regardless, what, regardless of what he did and how he did it and whatever, he's hands down in terms of sheer dominance. Like he's untouchable in 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 recent history. So you know, I respect the greatness of Barry Bonds, but like that guy was just an incorrigible asshole to so many people yeah. for so long. Absolutely. And, and, but- and now it's and now it's like he's you know like cuddly now almost. But it's it's so really was, really funny I to mean, me. You know, like. Half the guys on the on the championship Red Sox teams who are beloved, right? Like uh, Kurt Schilling. Obviously, recent history confirms what like everybody in baseball had been saying for years is that Kurt Schilling's a dickhead, right? right. Um, not that he was on the Red Sox, but like Randy Johnson, famously an asshole. But no, yeah. nobody had a bad word to say about those guys, even as they like just kind of hung around too long or whatever, and. It's just one of those things where you go, on some level, is, is certainly with Barry Bonds, I would think that, like, if he were white, uh, we wouldn't have been having all these discussions about what I, it was. I agree with you to an extent, but, like, again, he was such oh, historically an asshole. An asshole like, for he, was, sure. he was next level, and, 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 he, and I agree with you for sure with that, but... Jesus Christ, and, and and the same thing goes with Era. Like that's uh, like I keep I keep coming back to this. This guy who's just one of the Hall of Fame, just weirdo. I but that's the thing is I think it's more of he was a weirdo than he was a necessarily an asshole in the same way of Phil Kessel. It say. was weirdness. Uh, no, I I don't think so. But, but it, I mean, it was, granted, it, it he was took weirdness. it above and beyond all the centaur shit or whatever. Like he definitely took weirdness to right like and it was weirdness that manifested itself as this extreme really narcissism and, and, and egotism yeah. that, that's just deep even still just so so weird and, and and so unpleasant to look back on yeah so like you know whatever like i like here i guess really what i'm saying is like nothing about alex rodriguez was normal his right. career was abnormal the the way he accumulated his stats was uh, like he's he's just done one thing after another that that nobody else has, he's you know he's broken new ground essentially so i think it's like kind of fitting that that his career is ending in this sort of uh bizarre you know 
uncharted territory. Yeah. Because that's sort of what that's sort of what his whole entire career has been so far. Yeah. I mean, it's what like the whole loss of a year to to steroid suspension or whatever. Like, we shouldn't be having this conversation. He should have. He should be at like seven hundred and eighteen home runs by now. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, but. I don't know. I but don't but don't do steroids. <laughs> who? Can, I mean, Jesus. Don't Christ, get like, caught, dude. Seriously, don't get caught. Okay, like, that's like, that's like a got, different conversation. He got, he got he got railroaded by by the league for sure. And in in his suspension, really, the justification for it, and I saw this somewhere. It was just like, you know, he, it, it, what it came down to is them being like, well, yeah, but this this guy, because because it, it's true. Yeah, Cause, cause he, was and and that doesn't make him, you know, being an aloof weirdo doesn't make him doesn't make him a cheater, but like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, if if you if you get nailed doing shit that's illegal, well, again, David within, Ortiz within, got caught your, doing steroids. Sports, then, huh? David Ortiz got caught doing steroids. Nobody gives a shit. The circumstances of of his of his I mean, it wasn't were not were not nearly what what air rods were. No, I I agree, but like there is literally no taint on David Ortiz in that regard at all, and and I don't think there should be. No, I like I said, I really I really don't care. Like I I if I had a Hall of Fame vote, I'd vote for. I, it wouldn't be much of a consideration. No, first ballot Hall of Fame. So Absolutely. To me, the only guy, the only guy that you can make, the only like of, of the of the positive test guys who who's the, the interesting test case is uh, is is Rafael Palmero. To to me, he's like he's like the borderline guy because Maguire probably wouldn't have been there on his own. Honestly, no, I don't. I I agree with that. Um, he and, didn't. He didn't have a lot of the numbers other than home runs. No, but all, all all these guys, like yeah, I mean, Bond should have been first ballot, and A Rod should be first ballot. Like I'm, that that's not the level of punishment that I'm that I'm talking about because of how widespread it was. But you know, there's a reason not a lot of dudes from from that era. Uh, there's a reason not many of them tested positive, and and it's you know, like whatever. I just don't have I just don't have sympathy for him. So I I, I really I really don't care. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, like I say, it, it doesn't ultimately matter. He's he's still a Hall of Fame, or he's still one of the great players yeah. of this era. Yeah, he'll be he'll be elected in the Hall of Fame in in twenty twenty. No, not e- not even. Then, I was, like was going to say twenty thirty five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I said twenty twenty like it was a far off year, and not it was one election cycle from now. <laughs> uh, I I don't. No, I don't think he would be eligible for the twenty twenty. No, he certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, that that I, like I just said it. Again, like who in the distant future of three and a half years? Dude, from now. I saw. I, I recently saw 2011, like in print somewhere, and, and my immediate reaction was like, "Oh, like four years from now, like 2011 is the future to me at this point." So. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So the the other thing worth talking about here is Ichiro, though. Um, yeah. Are Are you? I, I think I know the answer to this, but are you one of these truthers of like? He's not really uh, the hit king or whatever because you know he had eight years in Japan and not Major League Baseball or whatever. I think he's the all-time baseball hit king. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think, it's, I th- I think that's fair to say. I wouldn't, it, but it's it's different. It's not the same as what is what Piero's did. It's not a better or worse accomplishment. Sure, I, I don't think, but it's 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 maybe not apples and oranges. But you're not you're not talking about the same thing. 
And yeah. I, I, I love Ichiro. Yeah, who doesn't? I don't, I don't think anybody dislikes Ichiro. Except that one guy who said he should learn to speak English. Yeah, that's oh man, that's been that's been so great too because it's take first off, it's taken him so long to. It seems like he's he was it, he was one hit away for weeks. Yeah, it was like it was like a full week or something. So like it was that, this slow he, march to three thousand for him, sure. which I think was kind of great because it allowed a lot of people to think about him and it, and it allowed you know, Pete Rose said some yeah, like. When, whenever Rose kind of diminished what Ichiro did, and Ichiro just had that great response where yeah. you know, he crushed him. I mean, there was a really great ESPN story, like on and on. It's been cool, you know, to see like the slow march of three thousand really turn into people just trading awesome Ichiro stories because he really is, man. He's a he's a fascinating person. Yeah. By the way, I, I just looked up his baseball reference page. Do you know what Ichiro is hitting this year? Yeah, like probably I, I don't know, like two eighty five or something. Three sixteen. Yeah, I mean he's he's not playing a ton for the Marlins, but but he's he's been great this year. He, he yeah, was he, not ninety six appearances. Um, yeah, like like last year he was he was terrible. Yeah, it looked he, it looked like he was going to crawl to the finish line, but he's he's come back and he's their fourth outfielder. You know they have three three studs in in, in the outfield, so he plays. Uh, you know, obviously he's a part time player, but he's he's been he's been really good. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a one eleven OPS plus. I mean you can't. And he's not. And he's not, he's not going to, he's not going to stop anytime soon either. Like, like he's going to play another year or two. Yeah. And he should. Cause I mean, Absolutely. look what he's doing. And if he's your, if your fourth outfielder is 43 year old, you know, hit, who hits 283. Is he, is he like, likely. is he baseball Yager? He might be, he might be as close as, 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 as it comes to him. Yeah, for sure. Because um, if you look well, at like, well, think about it. If, if you, if you think about now it's, it's different circumstances. But like you look at his overall numbers, uh, in terms of hits, at least. Sure. And there's always that. There's always going to be that question, like, what if he spent those seven years in MLB versus Japan? Like, what? What right. exactly would his numbers look like? And then that you sort of have that sort of thing going on with Yager, where you're like, if he well, didn't play in the KHL what, for four what about years? the lockouts? Yeah. What about the KHL stint? Like, you're you're. There's always going to be a question. There. They're obviously among the greatest of all time, and Yager has to be in the conversation, you know, of of the very few. Yeah. But like, there's always going to be questions over what effect those those years had on on their overall numbers. Yeah, and the the only other guy I would say that's kind of like that is Bartolo Colon, where he's just been around forever. Yeah, but like he's but yeah he, he wasn't he, spent, he wasn't great or anything right. like that. So like I, I see what you're saying, but like. I was just talking more of like in terms of modern longevity. Um, yeah, modern longevity in, in the sense Moyer, that you know I people love you, you know people love watching people love watching Bartolo Colon and people love watching Yarmer Yager and people love watching Ichiro because you know they're funny old people. Sure, but yeah, I mean, you know, Bartolo for all his for all his gifts, you know, it's not it's not quite the same for me. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with it. Once you spelled out your argument a little more, I I, I was a hundred percent on board. Oh, so this is the this is on me now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at these numbers for each row. This is ridiculous. He led he led the majors in hits in in the 2000s, and he only played in nine in nine seasons. <laughs> nine of the seasons. That's right. That's well. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, seasons of he had 242 hits, 262 hits, 238 hits, and, like, you just go down the list. He led the majors in, in hitting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times from 2001 to 2010. 
then you throw in what he did in terms of opening the floodgates for Japanese players too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many guys. You know, obviously nobody came close to him, but I mean that was that was important in terms of you know giving guys like that, guys like you know So Taguchi and you know lesser players, giving giving them a chance to uh, to you know come over and make the make the attempt. Yeah, the the thing I, I like to think about with Ichiro is how everybody uh, talks about. He could have hit for power if he wanted to. He just opted not to. Yeah. Um, There's something to that, too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the it's like that, speaking of Ty Cobb, it's like that old story about Ty Cobb. I, I don't know how, like, apocryphal it is or whatever, but around the time, like, Babe Ruth started socking all those home runs, all these guys were like, hey, Ty Cobb, you know, you're only ever hitting singles. Is it because you can't hit home runs? And... You know, he's like, I'll show you pricks. And, like, in the course of a four-game series, he, you know, hit, like, three home runs, four doubles, and and drove in 15 runs or whatever. And then, you know, the next game, he had, like, two bunt singles. Yeah, there's a a really good story that ran on ESPN in the last few weeks that just sort of goes pretty deep into that in terms of just, you know, not old wives' tales because they're all they're recent and they're backed up, but just yeah, like, like stories, stories, yeah, like stories about Ichiro, whether it's at batting practice or, or or what have you, just about the about how interesting he was as a dude, and also just what a fascinating uh, player he was. Yeah, is. yeah, I mean, it, and it's the same thing. It, it's like the myth building that comes with like, you know, let's say early to mid-90s baseball players a lot of the time because you hear the same kind of stuff about, like, oh, Vladimir Guerrero grew up playing baseball with, like, a milk carton for a glove. With a milk carton for a glove, yeah. And, and, you know, he's just throwing out dudes with bullets from 270 feet away at third base, like... It's one of those, like, and part of of it with Ichiro, too, and... and this is, and we're going to lose some of this. Is that he's pre-internet? In right. A lot no, of, that's what I mean. Like, and and that's and that's not. We're not going to have that quite on that scale anymore. Like yeah, so it, much, it so much stuff is going to be known. Like there's no, there's no mystery about what Bryce Harper because there was YouTube videos of Bryce Harper when he was like 13 years old or whatever. Right. Um, meanwhile, like, you know, you hear, oh yeah, Vladimir Guerrero, you know, hit. Uh, hit a school 600 feet away when he was hit, you know, hitting with a rock or whatever. Yeah. Right. Or, or like, like, or yeah, right. Or, or he hit one 500 feet whenever someone bounced the ball to him twice or just like stuff, right. like stuff like that. That's, you know, does it, is it true? Probably not. Does it matter? I hope not. Definitely like, not. <laughs> yeah. Like you hope that it's not true, but it's probably not true. And it, it's all, it's all I, part, I, by I the way, it, I, I hope it totally is. I hope every Vladimir Guerrero story is. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero is my favorite position player of all time. And the fact that, like, he's even on the borderline for the Hall of Fame is offensive to me. He should be in the Hall of Fame because I like him personally. By the end of of his career, too, it was so fun watching him run the bases. Oh, yeah. That, too, just looked like he was going to fly apart at at any given moment. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, man. He's a guy, too. Like, like he... (laughs) Not... Not to bring it back to steroids, but like Vladimir Guerrero didn't do steroids, no. and, and and part of the reason he's you know his numbers aren't where they should be because of because of the era he played in. Yeah, 
But, uh, well, I mean, also, you know, he was injured a lot. Or no, no that's not true. He, he he was probably injured, like, later in his career. These yeah, years, I mean, but... he broke down, but... Yeah, that, that's more had, what I meant, I he guess. Had that, he had like, that 10-year stretch or 8-year stretch. He was just unbelievable, Obviously, obviously yeah. with the Expos, like, long, long into his time with the Angels where he was just otherworldly. Yeah, I, I mean, remember, he, didn't, I, he didn't win an MVP when he was with the Expos because the Expos were so bad, but, yeah. like... Oh my God, he was incredible. I remember, I remember. Um, I, I think it, I think they they came into the league at the same time. The Pirates brought up Jose Guillen, who was nineteen. I think he made the jump from single A to to the majors, and he played right field, and he had like maybe a better arm than Guerrero did, and it seemed for like 15 minutes in, you know, 1997 or whatever it was that those two dudes were going to be like yin and yang. Yeah. And obviously that didn't, that didn't pan out. But, uh, Jose Guillen, if we, this is something I thought of when, when we did that draft a couple weeks ago where we talked about the most amazing things we've ever seen in person. Mm -hmm. If, if it would have been like things that we watch live on TV, I, I was watching, it was the, it was Pirates Rockies and Jose Guillen made a throw from the warning track, I think, in, in Coors Field that remains like I think I think it might be the craziest thing I've I've, I've ever seen live. But but man, I every it it is. This is coming from, you know, just my growing up as such a huge baseball fan and such a huge Pirates fan. Like like I hear Vladimir Guerrero and and, and I still I still kinda think of Jose Guillen and that's that's pathetic. It, it happens though. Um, when I when I hear Vladimir Guerrero, for no readily apparent reason, I think of Willie Mopena. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and I mean, I guess the readily apparent reason is Dominican guy who had no plate discipline, but if he got right. a hold of a pitch, it was it was gone. The, it was in the stratosphere, right? And, and he was like six six or whatever it was. Yeah. It was just um, a, my friend. My friend has an amazing Willie Mopena story. Mm -hmm. Um. Where Willie Mopena was on the Red Sox for a hot minute. Yeah, uh, he was a Rule 5 guy, I remember. Yes, and it didn't pan out, and he ended up going to the Nationals. Mm -hmm. And uh, my friend and a couple of his buddies, like, are from here, but, like, lived in D.C. because they were in college or, that you know, whatever. Um, and they went to a Nationals game where Willie Mopena was uh, was on the Nationals and, like, in the lineup that day, which was not a regular occurrence. And um, Willie Mopena's taking, taking like, cuts in the, in the on-deck circle, or maybe this is batting practice before the game or whatever. And one of the guys, like, wearing a Red Sox shirt, because, of course, is like, hey, Willie Mopena, how's the bench treating you, or whatever. And <laughs> Willie Mopena turns around and says, how's poor? <laughs> Which is I, the greatest dude, I have, comeback in sports. Oh my history. god! I have a William Opinion story too. I swear to God. In college, my buddy and I'm still not even sure how this happened. I got it. I got to text him and ask. He may not even know, but we somehow got William Opinion's cell phone number. <laughs> okay, I'm in. And we, I mean. And, and we'd so we just we'd call him, and he never he obviously would never answer. Of course not. But but his but his voicemail prompt was, you know, you have reached the Verizon voicemail box of Willie, <laughs> and that was it. Not Willie Mo, not Willie Mo Pena. Willie, <laughs> sure. 
Oh man. House poor. Oh my god. Like I still think about that. Like if you're ever gonna heckle an athlete, you have to be one. Like I never thought of it, but you have to be one million percent prepared for them to bring up your socioeconomic status. That's like that's like a couple years ago when cameras caught Matt Niskanen from the Penguins in the penalty box. Like someone, I want to say it was in Washington. I I actually don't know exactly where it was. It might have been Boston. Who who even knows? But someone was, you know, clearly they they were just they were chirping him because he was in the box. And he just like rubbed his fingers together and did like the, yeah did like did like the Ted DiBiase like like money sign and then he signed for you know whatever the hell that deal he five signed five and a half or whatever yeah, yeah five and a half or six or whatever he's getting from Washington because he was right yep and even if it he, had even if he hasn't plan. signed that deal he had like three million in the bank that year no problem yeah it, it, it must have been in the playoffs though like before. Like whenever everybody knew that he was gonna that he was gonna sign a monster deal in yeah. the offseason, I feel like it was probably like during the playoffs, like when when the Penguins were clearly clearly dead in the water. Sure, <laughs> but you know whatever <laughs> that dude that dude could guarantee that that he was gonna be making you know thirty five or yeah, and it's not like Willie Mopena was ever made a ton of money in his career. I can't imagine he ever pulled more than like you know four million dollars a season, it, but and that's by baseball standards, obviously. I couldn't even um, guess, but yeah, I, I mean, at that point, he was probably making like eight hundred grand, if I had to guess, right? Like, oh. Willie Mopena career earnings six point seven million dollars, says Baseball Reference. So, wins. but still, he wins. Yep, he he destroyed that guy. How's how's rich? <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing, by the way, now that we've talked about baseball for 25 minutes, uh, the other thing to, to talk about right now is uh, the Olympics are happening, and the U.S., not surprisingly, is beating the shit out of everybody in all the sports they were expected to beat the shit out of people in. The Olympics are happening, and also there, there seems to be some sort of extreme traffic disaster no yeah so i was trying i didn't know like there's a thing where you know if a big loud truck goes by it doesn't always get picked up on my mic um but some assholes just laying on his horn in the middle of the street yes and lately this has been happening kind of a lot yeah um because there's construction on like the street one over for me and so anytime they're briefly blocking the road i'm sure some mass hole is just leaning yeah. on the horn like that. Makes sense. Um, it's very good, especially when it happened like it did today at 6.30 in the morning. Wake up. I did wake up nice and early. Um, got, a, got a lot accomplished. It was great. Uh, but Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics. Are, are you at all surprised to see, like, speaking of old guys doing stuff, Michael Phelps still winning gold medals? No. I mean, I, really? I, don't, I don't know, but but that's also See, the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's also the benefit of like not knowing that yeah. of knowing jack shit about swimming is like going into it. Did I just assume that he was that he was that, that he was still going to tear it up? Like, yeah, absolutely. But that's just because really? I don't know. I yeah. kind, I kind of thought the opposite. Like this is this, they're just giving him like one last run out. He might swim a leg in a relay or something like that. You know what I mean? What did he What did he do to suggest though that he that, that he wouldn't be great again though? I mean, I have no idea. But yeah, I just, like, his, I, like he like the, all the qualifying stuff. Like it was fine. It wasn't like he was bad or anything. Right. Well, but swimmers, I feel like, break down fairly early. Like I feel like he is ancient by swimming standards. Yeah, even, he is. Of course, he is. So like him and Lochte, him and Lochte both. It's they're they're old. Yeah. 
so well so that was that was why i guess uh i i was a little skeptical that he'd be any good but you know all all these others katie ledecky or whatever like yeah of course they were going to dominate i don't know you know th- th- that's kind of what's not fun about the olympics for me is you're like obviously you're seeing human beings like pushing physical capabilities to levels we've never seen before right but on some level i'm just kind of like yeah but the us is going to wail on everybody it's fine no i don't i don't believe me i do, it's it's better than the alternative that's for sure yeah. um but like you know i i half interestedly watched the us put up 50 plus uh, margins on on the two basketball games they yeah see, like, I, I just I just like watching those guys play together yeah like, sure I, so so I, I I don't care and then like swimming same goes for the gymnastics team the 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 women's gymnastics team which is you know just one gold and that's going to be on TV here in a little bit but you know the they're so dominant that I just that it's compelling no matter what and then and then with swimming it's those those individuals like to their credit man all the swimming beef it's made stuff interesting yeah i agree with that too the whole so, phelps face and everything is so yeah really like good. i like they're they're the the swimmers are running away with stuff but you know they're also doing it in a very interesting way in a personal way yeah and, and there there was a tweet that i saw like nine different iterations of this week where uh someone was like, oh, I just saw the most incredible thing in gymnastics. And the announcer says, ooh, they're going to be really upset with themselves for how that went. And that is certainly true where, like, you know, people feel like they're uh, they're experts in Olympic sports. They watch once every four years oh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where I can't tell what's good. Like, it kind of oh, bothers absolutely me. absolutely not. That is what I'm saying. Like, it kind of bothers me that I'm sitting there. Like, obviously, um, Simone, what's her last name? Like, Bias. Yeah. Like, you watch her and you're like, okay, she's the greatest gymnast that's ever lived, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, she just does stuff where you're like, literally no human being should even physically be capable of doing it. Oh, I, I said it last night. Like, I, you need slow-mo to even get any sort of idea. Yeah. As to what, as to what you, especially on the on, on the vault, because that's what I was watching last night. I would have no clue what she was doing, and, and I and I still only barely do. But like right. like watching that watching that broken down is just unfathomable. Yeah, um, I I really like those gifts that were going around this week um, of like the 1940 vault winner versus. Today. Oh, that was great! That was unbelievable. It, it was like, like it you, was like he was just like he jumped it was over like it. He was a, it was like he was a dude jumping over a parking meter or something. <laughs> like like I I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing. Like you you talk about it's impossible to compare eras. Like one of my favorite things to think about in sports is like put Alex Ovechkin in a time time machine and send him back to like beat the shit out of all those, you know, great, like, 1960s Maple Leafs teams. Yeah. And, and like, you just you just couldn't even imagine how much better Alex Ovechkin, not even Alex Ovechkin, but, like, an average NHL player today would be oh, yeah. in comparison with the all-time greats. That's that's one of those things. It's crazy to me that, that it's even a question. Like, that doesn't... 
We should just accept that as fact. At like, point. like Brian Bickle, if he were, if he were put in a time machine as as Brian Bickle now and started playing in the NHL in 1962. Yeah, he'd score 500 goals. Not not even that. Like people would talk about Brian Bickle, all time great player. Possible. Like he'd be a Hall of Famer, is what I'm saying. Oh, like, for sure. He'd be that much better than everybody else. And I, I agree with that, yeah. And and so, like, but I, I think that, like, an average NHL player now would just be like, oh, wow, he's really great. But if you sent, like, a you know, a top three Olympic gymnast back to 1960s Olympics, it, it I mean, it would be, people would literally lose their minds. I, I, yeah, I don't think they would know what to do. Like, yeah. people wouldn't, there'd be no, there'd be no way to score it. Like, there would, it, it would, it's, it's a literal impossibility. Yeah. Like, in hockey, it's easier because Bryant Bickle could just go pound on dudes and, right. and score, and then that's the end of it. But, like, imagine, imagine putting Simone Biles, like, in front of Olympic judges from 1962 or whatever. They would have, they, their heads might actually explode. I mean, they, there wouldn't be enough tens on the planet. But like, especially with the way that stuff's the the way with the way that stuff's uh, scored, though, because like you're you're like okay, it you have a you have a starting score like a max score based on degree of difficulty. So like, imagine imagine Simone Biles like explaining to judges beforehand, like okay, here's here's what I'm gonna do, and I then going out and doing it. They didn't have names for what oh. she does now. No, definitely not. It, it was no, of course not. Not even close. It, it wasn't a consideration. Yeah. So, like, but like, I'm saying, even like, you know, a double twist or whatever. Like, they just didn't have a twist. You know what I mean? Like, that's I would the like level. to go play basketball, like in the in the fifties, like when it was, <laughs> and just just see just see how I would how I would hold up against a bunch of other like five ten. Five eleven white guys who who were su- who were shooting set shots. Right. Like, I, I I would love to see what would happen. I, I like I don't know how much how much video is like actually available, but like I really want to see you know six foot four Bill Russell or whatever, just swatting. Well, Bill Russell is not six foot four. Bill 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 Russell. I I feel like Bill Russell could probably play. I'm I'm talking about like going and playing against like, you know against uh like even pre NBA like just oh, just, okay, just, yeah. just just a million years ago and just go and back just, like the Naismith gym and yeah, you're, whatever. and you're just it, it, destroying threes that, oh God, uh, that these guys yeah, aren't even just, thinking just, about like, making imagine yeah. i i think like imagine just like going between your legs or like crossing somebody up or doing like, <laughs> just being, like or doing like i doing like a euro step against uh, that that's a great example like like Imagine if I euro stepped against against some guy in like 1924 or or, or whatever. Yeah. I, they they would put me in history books. Well, right. I mean, I don't know. That, would, that, that honestly might be the first thing I would do if I got a time machine. Is just go back and be the greatest athlete yeah, of all it's, time. Yeah, it, is just go back and hoop against guys in YMCA's in 1921. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> speaking speaking of old Olympics, have you ever heard about the 1904 Olympic marathon? Is, did somebody die? <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, I'm just gonna re- like literally. Pull you know what? Up you know what I'm thinking of? The original marathon in Greece. You know, whenever the, whenever the courier dropped after dead the after 20 Marathon. 
the Achaemenid Persians defeat it. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so listen to this. The, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia page because you're literally not going to believe this shit. Um, this is 1904, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, it, was, it was run in brutally hot weather over dusty roads with horses and automobiles clearing the way and creating dust clouds. The first to arrive at the finish line was Frederick Lors, who actually rode the rest of the way in a car to retrieve his clothes after dropping out after nine miles. The car broke down at the 19th mile, so he re-entered the race and jogged back to the finish line. When That's offici- unbelievable. Officials like- thought he had won the race, uh, and Lors played along with the practical joke until he was found out shortly after the medal ceremony and was banned for a year by the AAU. Later winning the, later, I'm going to assume, legitimately winning the 1905 Boston Marathon. That's um, amazing. Thomas like, like, Wait, no. I, it gets crazier. Wow. Thomas Hicks, a Briton running for the United States, was the first to cross the finish line legally after having received from his trainer several doses of strychnine sulfate, a rat poison which stimulates the nervous system in small doses, mixed with brandy. He was supported by his trainers when he crossed the finish line, but is still considered the winner. Hicks had to be carried off the track and possibly would have died in the stadium had he not been treated by several doctors. It gets better. Oh, a, a Cuban postman named Felix Carbajal joined the marathon, arriving at the last minute. He had to run in street clothes that he cut around the legs to make them look like shorts. He stopped off in an orchard en route to en route to have a snack on some apples which turned out to be rotten the rotten apples caused him to have a lie down and take a nap despite falling ill from the apples he finished in fourth place what was like the winning time in, in this um i'm gonna i'm gonna have to look that up in a second but please um, don't read any more from that <laughs> there's actually even more that's even better. no you've read enough um okay there were real quick there were African tribesmen who weren't, or there weren't, they weren't actually, no, they were tribesmen. And they were, had been brought over for like a museum exhibit. And they were like, oh yeah, we'll run in the marathon. And then uh, they, did they beat everybody? They finished, they finished ninth and 12th. And the, and the, they, people were actually like a little upset about it because they got chased off. Um, they got chased off the course by a mile by a pack of dogs. Wow. And this all really happened. Um, let's see. Let's see if I can find. Held, held in St. Louis. Held in St. Louis. Not, yeah. Not, not coincidentally. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the guy who got food poisoning and took a nap and finished fourth is maybe my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but strict yeah. Nine, strict nine and brandy. That's a, that's a pretty good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, like, I would just like I, I would love to just train for like six months and and you could a- you could absolutely win a marathon easily. Like what, you could like, win the nineteen oh four marathon. Can you find the sure. Can you find the actual winning time? Uh three twenty eight fifty three. Oh yes, easily. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the the Olympic record at the time though had been set in eight ninety six of two fifty eight eighteen ninety six sorry of two fifty eight fifty, so they didn't come close to to even like touching that record, um, but I'm assuming that nobody 
rode in a car or uh, was fed rat poison during that race. So who knows? Can't can't assume. <laughs> you re- you really can't. Um, but yeah, that that's like that's why I like the Olympics. Like the whole like farther, better, stronger, higher, whatever that thing is. Like harder, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> just exactly what that is. Um, I love the idea of that. I love the idea of I'm going to watch a guy run a hundred meters faster than literally anybody has ever done it. Right. Yeah, and, it's I'm, amazing. And that's, and that's why people come back to the Olympics in spite of just the total shit show, horrible. the total global shit show that it's, that, that it's become yep. is because it's, it it's compelling and you care about the athletes. That's the other thing. Like, like it, it means something to see people who have worked their entire lives to, to this point. And that's why they still exist. And that's why they're allowed to just continue unabated despite this just total, total just clown clown show that, that, that they are. Yeah. Every, every, I mean, certainly every summer game is this way. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is actually a, a decent time to, uh, to go into listener questions, a little out of order here, because we, we, got, we got a couple of good Olympic questions. Um, one of them is uh, what sports should be added and what removed from the summer games. Well, I mean, dressage, like any of the horse jumping things, who cares? See you later. Yeah, dressage is... It's I, stupid. It's tough for me to accept race walking, too. Yeah, yep. Um, like, it's, it's intellectually tough to tough to be down with that. I don't, I don't understand, like, what the pitch meeting was for that, where they were like, well... We're going to go fast, but we're never going to run. And yeah, but Olympics... it, and it's also like a relatively – it's a recent addition too. Yeah, like, well, like that's what I mean. Yeah, like there's there's legacy stuff in there, which is, you know, it's understandable. But, boy, that's that's really stupid. Yeah. Um, and as far as what what I'd like to see added to the summer games, honestly, my answer is ice hockey. It's obviously not a summer sport, but, like, it would solve so many problems, and it used to be a summer Olympic event. Darts. I'd be interested in that. You do archery. Why not darts? Sure. Yeah. I want, I want more sports that you can perform while drinking, that ideally. Are, you know you know, what would be a good Olympic sport? Can jam. Can jam should, uh, should Along be those any- same lines is, I think, bowling. It might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it used to be an Olympic sport, maybe. That sounds about right. Um, but like, that's fun. That's a fun thing. I'd also like to see in the in the vein of say rugby. I'd like to see like cricket. Because there's just not a lot of cricket on TV now. Granted, like you're gonna. Uh, have to... You can watch cricket if you want to. If you want to watch cricket. Yeah. Well, I mean that's true of any Olympic sport, though. Like you can watch somebody swim any damn time you want. I, I honestly, it doesn't bother me all that much to not like the big team sports. Like, I like I don't care that baseball is not in the Olympics anymore. It doesn't matter to me. Well, it's coming back. I know that, but like, I, I haven't missed it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely haven't either. I um, haven't missed it, and, and I couldn't give less of a shit about the World Baseball Classic. No, absolutely not. We've already established that I barely watch Major League Baseball. So, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I um the other the other thing kind of dovetailing off that. How great is handball? Like, why do we not? Handball's have... awesome. It's the best. Handball's like handball's like summer curling for me, where it's like it's on, 
constantly. It's on for like it's on every day for two weeks or whatever during the Olympics. Like like the actual competition is absolutely is really really long, and it's and it's ju- it's weird enough, but also relatable enough. Like it's not completely foreign because there's like some of the same sort of principles that you see in other stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. Racquetball, maybe racquetball should should, should be a summer Olympics. Sport. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I, I I guess I guess I wouldn't really be too interested in taking out any sports involving humans only. But like yeah. the fact that there are horse Olympics, like why not just have a goddamn dog show? I mean, that's basically what dressage is. Yeah. Tricks, animals doing tricks. I, Again, like who's who's letting that continue? I don't I don't understand the IOC. Like, is big dressage throwing a lot of money at this? Probably. Yeah. I I think any question that that you have about the Olympics, you can just say like, oh money, yeah, there's probably money, money behind it. Yeah. By the way, you know what else used to be an Olympic event? Croquet. Eh. And any sport featured in Alice in Wonderland, I'm not really, not really interested in. <laughs> Fair That's, enough. That's one of my rules in life. You know what? That I comes like that up a rule. lot. <laughs> it probably does. It probably does. Um, an- another another question here, um, not not to do with the Olympics, but which will kind of go very nicely into our second round of the of the fast food draft. Mm-hmm. Um, will we be trying the Whopperito from Burger King? Have you heard about the Whopperito? Yes, I have, and yes, I will try it. But is this going to be a thing like the cheese puffs? No, or see, that was like I, I managed to justify that because it was advertised during the Super Bowl. So I, I won't, I won't like you know write about it or anything. Okay. But I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll eat it just because I'm, you know, disgusting, and and we'll eat anything like that at least once. Yeah, that, I mean, it looks really. It good. looks terrible. Does it? Right. It looks gro- it looks really gross to me. I don't know. I, I, the, the I idea the idea of getting a burrito from Burger King is just not that does not sit the, well with me. Because I don't like I really gross. don't like Burger King very much. Yeah. That that don't has like, been... right, here's what I'll say. I, I don't like Burger King's burgers. I don't I don't really care for Whoppers. Hmm. That has been well established that you're not a Burger King enjoyer. Um and people for by and large, they lined up on your side here. Yeah, because my my team is better. I don't know. Do Do you want to just get into and this draft? That, and with that, I, I I got my list here, man. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, you you have first pick once again. Oh yes. I'm very worried about this, by the way, because I feel like my answer for what I want to be your number one is also going to to be my number one is going to be your number one. Sausage egg McMuffin. Ooh, that is a strong one. But I, that's not the one I went with. I, uh, like, I, the, thing, the thing with the sausage egg McMuffin is I just feel like that's, there's nothing to be said there. What do you mean? We, we just, everybody acknowledges its greatness. It's king of the fast food breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. Not also th- very good is just the sausage McMuffin with no egg. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give myself the option. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I think we established last week like no ordering off menu, but if you want like take off the egg, for example, I think we can allow that. No ordering off menu, and it needs to be like like an, an existing item. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't. And, and this all the, uh, there's a list by the way on on Wikipedia of like the difference between fast food and and fast like 
fast eating. Quick service or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I, I had to go with the Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. That's fine. See, I, I have my Taco Bell item. Yeah, well, so last week when you said Cheesy Gordita Crunch, I thought it was the Crunchwrap Supreme, and that's why I was so enthusiastic about your pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer the Crunchwrap Supreme to... Yeah. But again, Cheesy Gordita Crunch. Different so strokes, a... buddy. Hey, I get it. Uh, what do you have up next? Arby's Seasoned Curly Fries. Mm, that is a very strong one. That's very, very strong. Um, I, I do. I know. I know you're a McDonald's fries guys first and foremost. Do you have the the Arby's curly fries as like your hard and fast number two? I would think so. I I have no problem with Wendy's fries. I you know I, I'm just down. I'm down with whatever. Bur- Burger Kings are Burger Kings are fine. I I like I like the breaded aspect to them, but they're to me that's it's one it's one two and then everybody everybody else. Sure. See, Wendy's used to have different fries. They changed their recipe maybe a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And they they used to be a lot better. I don't dislike them now, but they used to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of my beef with Wendy's fries. Um, so that so that so I that's my second pick of of the. Are we going five or six with this? I'll Did go we six. go five? We went we went six last time. Let's let's pick all twelve. Okay. Okay. For me, this is more. This is a an item they bring back occasionally, but I mm-hmm. really love it when they bring it back. Is the Italian chicken sandwich at Burger King? Oh my god! I'm really getting pissed off. You taking so much Burger King shit? Is I believe this is my second Burger King thing. That is not true. That can't be true. Spicy chicken. Sa- I'll go down the list. Spicy, spicy chicken from Wendy's. Rodeo cheeseburger from Burger King. This is not in order, by the way. Frosty quarter pounder McNuggets. Popeyes spicy chicken was what I had last week. I picked two items. This is I my guess second I'm just, item I guess I'm just King. conflating with how much you talk about goddamn Burger King. Like, Again, it's the closest one to me, so it's the one I have most often. All right, all right. Um, so, by the way, the I, I've just about had it with all your Arby's selections. <laughs> there might be more coming, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good choice, though. It's kind of like a point man's chicken parm sandwich. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Are you shitting me with this guy? Yeah, very very good. I like this. All right, my he's round three pick. Anytime I have a good point that that I make, yeah. that's why he's beeping so much. Italian chicken sandwich, beep beep beep. He's got the live feed. Yep. My third pick, son of Baconator from Wendy's. Son of a bitch. Not the standard Baconator. Yeah, it's that too big. is far too big and far too disgusting. Yeah. The son of the son of Baconator is two patties and. Uh, a healthy handful of bacon, baby. Mm-hmm. That's why, for me, if, if I'm going a Wendy's burger, I'm going to get the uh, the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. It's again not very yeah. big, but it's like a buck fifty, and it's yeah, it's pretty solid. They used to have yeah. one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like Dave's Choice or something like that. That was the perfect mid grade, and they and they replaced it with the Baconator, and that was very upsetting for me personally. Is that is is JBC your 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 third round pick? No, absolutely not. My third round pick is from Wendy's, however, and because I feel like I'm picking too many sandwiches and not enough sides, I'm going with the Wendy's baked potato with cheese. Ah, uh, that's a good choice. Thank you. Good choice. Now the question is: When you get the cheese, do you get it with chives, broccoli, or bacon bits? 
Um, I actually think I might like sour cream from Wendy's more. Really? I, I'm not a big sour potato. cream guy in general. I see. I like sour cream a lot. Well, but different strokes, sir, like we definitely said. not definitely not broccoli. Really? See, that's my go-to. I love broccoli. Cut the shit, man. I I will not cut the shit. I it's love not, broccoli. It's not. It's it's not good for you. I don't care if it's good for me. I just think it tastes good. In my in my opinion, broccoli is like a high ranking vegetable. We, we can do a vegetable draft at a later date. That's fine with me. But no, no thanks. Okay. Onions number one overall. Um, I believe you're up. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, my fourth pick: the chicken tender crisp from from Burger King. I'm really, I'm really getting sick of you picking all these Burger Kings. <laughs> That's the first Burger King. Thing. Oh right. You're halfway to my number, though. Uh, you, by talk, the way, uh, you didn't say shit about my third Wendy's choice. I, I guess it's because I like Wendy's. Okay, fair and, enough. And I and I and I don't really like Burger King that much. I get it. I so I've heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have I mentioned that? <laughs> it's, I think it might have come up. <laughs> that that is going to be your dinosaur corner, your anti Burger King corner. <laughs> So, right. so what is it about this this particular chicken sandwich that differentiates it from, say, like the Wendy's crispy chicken sandwich? I, I, I've I think when it comes down to just like basic chicken sandwiches, like not spicy or anything like that, I I think I think the tender crisp is better in my experience. Mm. That's interesting. And I want and I wanted a chicken sandwich in this spot. Hey, sure. I'm just I'm, I'm destroying you, by the way. Yeah, I'm start. I'm starting to feel like this is a uh, this is a losing cause. I, you know, th- this was one of those things where maybe I was down like six or eight at halftime. Yeah, I, I'm I'm opening up a lead here. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> um, so what's that? That was your third one. Mm-hmm. Okay, my no, that was my fourth. That, that was, was my your fourth one. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go back to the realm of sandwiches. I'm gonna say the classic filet fish from McDonald's. You know, I thought I thought about that because I, I, I've I'll eat a fillet of fish, but like pretty solid. It's just not. It's not enough. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's like I don't eat it enough to justify doing it. Fair enough. But in the right space, in the right spot, fillet of fish really really comes up big. I will well, say. Well, the thing is, like I have when I go to Wendy's, for example, I only get the spicy chicken sandwich, and when I go to McDonald's, I I almost always get the McNuggets, right? Like I have go-tos at every one of these places. So honestly, like the mix, the mixing it up thing isn't, isn't a big consideration for me. So like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing now anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. This is my fifth pick. Yes. The standard crunchy taco from Taco Bell. Son of a bitch. That was my fifth pick. Boom! I love. Oh, a you're getting work, dude. This is real bad. This is really going poorly for me. Um, another side, another another vegetable. I really enjoy in the Stupid. fast food world. Stupid. <laughs> the KFC green beans. Oh, oh my god! That's your that's your fifth round pick. Is green beans from Kentucky Fried Chicken? I love them. Holy hell. I, I re, like, I really actually like them. Oh, boy. 
Oh, this is this is this is what the USA did against Venezuela yesterday. <laughs> and with my never, sixth pick, I've never played basketball outside of Venezuela. So, <laughs> with my sixth and final pick of the fast food draft, I select from Arby's the Jamoka Shake. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a coffee milkshake. Oh, damn. That sounds good. I've, again, Gosh. I've never been to Arby's, so this is like a frame of reference I simply do not have. Fix it. I don't think there are too many around here, to be perfectly honest with you. It's worth... It's. I wouldn't say to drive like an hour for it or anything. All but right, I, I'm Googling nearest Arby's right just now. Just make your, make your last pick and do that after the, after the draft. Okay. Uh, my last pick... To, to really wrap it all up, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with one Sean poo pooed earlier, the Whopper <laughs> Junior. The Whopper Junior. Mm-hmm. Whopper's too big. We've established with the Big Mac conversation that I don't like a big burger. It, what happened to the JBC? I prefer the Whopper Junior to the JBC. Oh, this is like. This makes me sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm what, really what, sorry. What, is, what an ass! What an ass kicking you just absorbed. Yeah, I look fine. So okay, so I actually I can't remember my my first my first bunch of picks. Uh, you picked the Big Mac McDonald. This is not in order, by the way. Big Mac, McDonald's fries, uh, the spicy gordita crunch, the Oreo McFlurry, Arby's roast beef, and Bojangles, uh, the biscuit sandwich, which yes. I couldn't remember the name of. Cajun filet biscuit. Yes. Yeah. Look, I'm that not is... going to say I'm not going to say I didn't lose by thirty here. I certainly did. I've never been more happy. Like th- <laughs> I'm more happy with this than any fantasy sports draft I've ever had in any sport. <laughs> yeah. I again. I I think what what really doomed me here is that when I get fast food, I don't. I I stay in my lane, and you you are more. I think a connoisseur. No, I mean. Th- Th- those are all the things that I like getting. Like that's literally a- I aside from, but like I had to go, I had to go off the board for the tender crisp because like I would never actually buy that. I would just go to Wendy's and get a spicy chicken sandwich. Sure, but like this is all the stuff that I that I get. I mean, some some combination of these. Like honest to God, this is like a, this is ninety nine times out of a hundred that I get fast food. Is I as I, I get one of these for sure. I think maybe, I think maybe should, the odd maybe the odd junior bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's. I think what should happen now is the listeners should chip in and buy us all twelve of the items, <laughs> and then we have to eat them over the course of like a two-hour episode. We just have to sit there and eat every one of these items. So good. Wait, so is Big Mac? <laughs> we can talk about this later. Okay. Well, I'll I'll make I'll make sure to tweet out like the 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 full list just so it really sinks in how how savagely you've been owned. Yeah, uh, it's it. Look, I I realize maybe two rounds into today, this wasn't going to end well for me. When you throw down sausage egg McMuffin as your first day two pick. Yeah, look, I, again, I I felt good about Crunchwrap Supreme. I really did. Yes, yeah. and even the BK Italian chicken sandwich. That's solid. But after that, 
really fell apart. And, you know, I feel like I have some star players in the lineup here, but just not enough to make a difference. Nope. By the way, the closest Arby to me, Arby's to me is 50 minutes away. 50? 50, 5 zero. And it's on a toll road. <laughs> okay, yeah, so don't don't go to Arby's. It's not that good, but... <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Sure. Yeah, you're loving it. McDonald's, all your picks. Not familiar with the reference. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that'll just about wrap up this week's episode. We that'll do it. Uh, we didn't have too many... Oh, actually, there is one more fast food-related question. Um, is it universally agreed that the Coke from McDonald's is the best Coke? Yes. Is it's, it... univer- it's universally agreed in my apartment right now, for yeah, sure. Well, no, I, I also agree. The follow-up to that is, is the number two the ones from the like the greenish glass bottles? I don't know that I've ever actually drank one of those. Really? They're amazing. They're I like really I great. like what I like getting is like they sell those like pounder cans of 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 Coke like in in uh, in gas stations and stuff now. So sometimes I'll grab like a sixteen ounce can of like Coke Zero or something, sure. and it's cold and it tastes it tastes way better than out of the plastic bottle. That's yeah, that's we we can all agree plastic bottle Coke is garbage. Yeah, they can, um, they can eat they can eat shit. By the way, I was explaining to someone once who doesn't drink a lot of soda that, like, they hadn't had Coke in so long that they kind of didn't remember what it tastes like. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you got to have, like, McDonald's Coke. Like, that's... And, yeah, it's like and, the platonic idea, yeah. ideal with Coke. And they were like, well, why is it so much better, though? And I, I said, I don't know. Let's Google it. And the reason is... The, it, Mc- the, the ratio's different. Well, no. It, it So what it is is... McDonald's has a thing that nobody else does mm-hmm. where they flush out all the like goop that builds up in their soda like machines uh, okay. every single day. Like in their day. guns. Yeah. Oh yeah. That so makes sense. So they flush it out every single day with like purified water. Uh-huh. And because of that, like that's why all the dr- Sprite tastes better there. Um Oh yeah, like like high C orange. High C tastes better there. And that's because you're getting the closest, like, they're putting in the mix or whatever, the Coke yeah, syrup. it's as close as it's going to come to the in, actual... Into purified water, and it's as close as you're ever going to get to, like, besides the Coke factory, what Coke is supposed to taste I like. Found, I, I found McDonald's locations when I was in Charlotte. There are some down there that still sell Fruitopia. Really? Yeah. It was crazy, man. I feel like I've fell through a wormhole or something. Well, that's like when like, I went to uh, when I went to Pittsburgh for the Frozen Four and found out Consol Energy Center sells Cherokee RC Red. Cola. R- R- RC Cola, all, all sorts of all sorts of cut rate, you know, third rate bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, in there, I have never even, like I thought RC Cola just ceased to be. No, 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 no. They and they have like in in the press box. Like if you want to ha- if you want to grab like a diet soda or something. Yep. The the diet option is diet right, which I which I definitely did not know existed. What so is it's like, diet right? It's the it's diet RC cola. Oh, I'd never heard. It's of such it's a the thing. Royal Crown like whatever it is like the it's it's the the RC cola publishing or publishing <laughs> bottling bottling company like that's their version of of uh, of, of diet soda. I and get it. 
So then there's like other stuff too. Like it, basically, basically, Consol has a deal with with Dr Pepper Snapple Bottling Group, and that's so not Pepsi, not Coke. So there's all sorts, just random. There's all sorts of random stuff there. There's a there's a a red soda, like a cherry soda, that's still it's for it's for sale, you know, in stores here, but also in in Consol Energy Center, and it's called Cherokee Red. And Yikes. it's literally like it's it's a it's like a Native American, you know, face on the on the label. Like wow. it, it still blows me away that that people haven't freaked out about that. That's I mean I guess it's one of those regional things because um, I was looking up uh, I wrote I wrote about uh, the the Heritage Classic that's coming up yeah. uh, in in Winnipeg and I was like you know why did they have to pick a jersey that's effectively just the jersey like the Coyotes throwback jersey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, you know, do what Calgary did where they picked like a 1920s like red and white, red and yellow striped hockey jersey from like whatever the Calgary Cowboys from the 1920s. Right. And I was like, do that. And then I looked up like the only other minor pro team besides the Jets that's ever been in Winnipeg was the Winnipeg Warriors. And you want to talk about a racist logo. I was like, ooh, maybe... Yeah. Maybe okay. you could have PC'd yeah. that what, one up is, a little this bit. This is but. fine. This is fine. They yeah, can wear like, the, they could, they could they have PC'd the, it up can, a little, but... Yeah, they can wear the Thomas Steen specials. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the Oilers, same thing. Like, they, they the only other minor pro team in, in Edmonton that wasn't called the Oilers was the Eskimos from, like, the 20s or whatever. And you Can't do it. Yeah, you really can't. Although, hey, the CFL team is still the Eskimos, so... I guess that's true. Can't can't introduce in any in any new. Yeah, no, for racist. sure you can't. For sure you can't. So yeah, that, my friends. On that note, racism oh, is bad. You know what's and and you know what's horrible too. All I want to do here is just go and like get like four to nine of the things that are on my menu right now. Guess where I'm but, going right after this? Yeah, Burger King. I was actually going to say Taco Bell because I really want that Crunchwrap Supreme. But yes, correct. Yeah, but what I'm going to do instead is heat up uh, cod <laughs> and some other stuff that I made that I made last night because I'm a moron. Healthy boy, Sean Gentilly. Brown butter cod. Thank you, Blue Apron. I tried Blue Apron runs. It was fine. Lots of shallots, dude. Lots of shallots, lots of scallions. I like both of those things, so that's also fine with me. <sighs> they they kill they kill you with them. They they do go they do uh the one meal I had from them was a little heavy on it, but I, I I enjoy it, so that's fine with me. Um Blue Apron not a sponsor of this week's episode. So <laughs> <laughs> No, we're sponsored by Nature's Box. I tried that too one time. It was once again fine. I got it for like three or four months, and then I was like, hmm, I'm paying $5 a bag for cashews. That shit, that I'm all set. Doesn't, that, that, that doesn't interest me. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just going to go to cashews or whatever, Doritos. or. Yeah, again, perfectly good. But I was just like, I shouldn't be doing this. There are better things to spend $20 a month on. Snack draft next week. Uh, someone actually suggested that, I believe, like road trip draft. Like road trip food draft. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Like stuff you can get in a gas station. Yeah, Stuff. Yeah, you that's good. We're doing that. All right. Someone also suggested HBO shows, but I'm saying stuff you can get in a gas station for real. Yeah, I like that. 
Okay, I'm writing that food, down. Gas. Food opinions. Stay, yeah, that's basically what this podcast has become. <laughs> stick, stick to snack opinions. We're going to. That's a that's the stick to sports promise. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, that's it for this week. That's the ninth time I've said it, but it's true this time. Have a good week or whatever. We might not have a show next week, so we'll figure it nope. out. Definitely won't. Oh, bye. well, okay, bye. <laughs>